Zorba the Greek by Nikos Kazantzakis, dramatized for radio in two episodes by Nick McCarty, with Robert Stevens as Zorba, Michael Maloney as Nikos, and Mary Wimbush as Hortense. Zorba the Greek. I first met him in Piraeus. I wanted to take a boat for Crete and had gone down to the port. It was almost daybreak and raining. The cafe I was waiting in reeked of brewing sage, raki, and uh, <laughs> human beings. There had been no fishing that night. The weather had seen to that. Hi, Costandi. How's it going? What do you think? Good morning, the bar. Good night, my lodgings. Not a fish. Not a soul, not a skate, nothing. Not even going to sea. Mm -hmm. Be damned to live. <laughs> you know, Captain Lemonet went out. God damn the sea for a destroyer of homes. I sat in the corner and let a great sadness take me over. As well as the spirits who climbed the mast, the sea washed into my cargo, soaked the coal I was carrying. The kayak began to heel over, and God heard me. <laughs> God? Captain Lemony never. He heard me. There was a thunderbolt. The hatches opened. The coal spilled into the sea, the kayak was righted. We were saved. A miracle. <laughs> Luck. Prayer. He was about sixty, tall, lean, staring eyes and carrying a small bundle. His eyes, ironical, fiery. He looked round and walked straight to me. Good morning. 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 Ah, good morning. You travelling? Where to? Trusting to Providence? Well, um, I'm, I'm heading for Crete. Why? Taking me with you? Why should I? What could I do with why, you? Why, why, what could I do? Can't you do anything without a why, just like that? Because you want to? Take me, say, as a cook. I can make soups you've never heard nor thought of. <laughs> Yeah, I saw you through the window and you were thinking, what of? You weigh things in your scales, don't you? I do too. I ignore mine. You weigh to the nearest gram, don't you? Come on, friend, take the plunge. Make up your mind. Take me. You want a sage tea? <laughs> sage? Sage tea? <laughs> yeah, Robert, rum. Um, for my friend here, sage tea. <laughs> well? What kind of work do you do? All kinds of work. With feet, head, hands. Oh. Oh, I have a mine. In Crete. Uh, lignite. I just bought it. Mining? I know a thing or two about metals. I know how to find veins, open up galleries I learned in Russia and in Japan. And I'm not afraid. I was working in a mine last week, near Salonika. You left? 
I left because the devil got me by the hand when the boss came by to inspect us and I hit him. What for? What had he done to you? Nothing. The first time I ever saw him. He'd even given us cigarettes, the poor devil. Why do that? I it just came over me. Reasons. You don't expect to learn spelling from a miller's wife's arse, do you? Her arse is human reason. Okay? <laughs> uh, uh, what have you got in your bundle? Uh, food? Clothes? Uh, tools? No. It's a Santuri. You play? When I'm hard up, I play. Old cleftic tunes from Macedonia, and then I, um, take the hat round. How did you learn? <laughs> Questions. I heard Santori for the first time at a village fair near Olympus. It took my breath away. I told my father I had to learn it. He asked me, if I wasn't ashamed, was I a gypsy? I put aside some money to get married. I was young and foolish then, and so I bought my centauri. This one. I went to Zelonica, to a Turk, Red Sebafendi, and I begged him to teach me. I had no money, but only a passion to learn. And he taught me, God rest his bones, and sanctify his remains. Passion. You see? Beautiful. The sea air. May this minute last for years. Well, boss, thinking again? <laughs> Are you married? Aren't I a man? I mean, blind. Like everyone, I fell into the ditch head over heels. I married, became the head of a family, built a house, had children. Trouble. <laughs> Thank God for the Santuri. We'll eat and drink and lie on the sand, and then you'll play the Santuri. Uh, if I'm in the mood, I'll work. I'm your man. But the Santuri, that's different. It's uh, wild. We eat freedom. The mood. I'll sing, dance, as I am bikikos, as a pico if I'm in the mood. If I'm in the mood. But nothing will force me. You understand? I don't even know your name. My name? My name is Zorba. God be with us, Zorba. God and the devil. <laughs> This is it. Your village. Not my village. The mine is near here. Did you see it before you bought it? No. So, it might be mined out. I wanted to get back to Crete. This isn't your first time in Crete. Listen, boss. When I was here last, it was in the mountains, selling haberdashery. A peddler. Uh. In exchange, I took no money. Rabbits, cheese, corn. Sold at a double profit. And so, in every village I came to at the end of the day... I knew where to spend the night. Now, do you know where we're going to spend the night? I hadn't thought. On the beach, I suppose. It's warm enough. <laughs> My dear boy, 
In every village, there's always a tender-hearted widow. Listen, boss. If there's a widow in this place, you've no need to fear. You! You! Leave it to me, boss. Yes? Brother. Got a soul, brother. I have. Then give me five drachmas. Yep. Here you are. Hey, boss. It looks as if souls are cheap in these parts. Five drachmas a soul. <laughs> Come on, boss. Hurry up. I'm thirsty. Sage tea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, welcome, friends. Come in and have an orac. Warm from the vats. That's a real welcome. Had some uh, cold goat meat and cheese. Why not? Hey, hey, up it, kid. Go on, up it. Leave our guests alone. Tell me, is there, is there someone who has a spare room for us? Uh, any of you know of a room? Go to Madame Hortense's. Huh? A Frenchwoman here? Ah, uh, from the devil knows where. She's been all over. Now oh, she's managed to avoid going on the rocks, I don't know, but she, she clings to this last one for life. And has opened an inn. Yeah. She powders and paints herself up. And she puts a ribbon round her neck. And she's got a parrot. A widow? Is she a widow? <laughs> ah, see here. How many whiskers can you count, friend? Eh? How many? She's widowed to as many husbands. You get the idea? <laughs> <laughs> she might make you a widower too. No, don't go to her. You take the young one, Condor Manolia, and I'll give a room to the old man. Old? <laughs> Which old man, Grandpa? <laughs> oh, dear, I'm agnostic. You made an enemy. Oh. We stick together. We'll go to Madame Hortense's. And uh, a dumpy little woman with bleached, flax-coloured hair appeared beneath the poplars, waddling along on her bandy legs. A beauty spot from which sprang sow bristles adorned her chin. Wearing a red velvet ribbon round her neck and her withered cheeks plastered with mauve powder, she looked like... like Sarah Bernhardt in old age. Welcome! Hérité! Bienvenue! Welcome to you! Ah! Delighted, Madame Hortense. This woman seemed to be queen of the island, a sort of blonde and glistening walrus cast up half-rotting. Two beds, madam, and no bugs? No bugs? I should think not. <sighs> she smelt of powder and cheap soap as she walked up to her hotel. Zorba devoured her with his eyes. Get an eye full of that, boss. The way the trollop swings her hips. Pluff, pluff. Like a you with a tail full of fat. <laughs> to hell with life. The Jade's never done playing us tricks. <laughs> the next day we'd begin work. Zorba chose the men to open up the old mine and I... read Dante and... worked on my small monograph on the Buddha and the Third Sutra. Chattering girls going to mass at the convent stopped huddled together for protection, held their tight, buttoned blouses together and cast their eyes down as I chanced on them. The memory of corsairs raiding the whole of Crete, ravishing youths, women and children. Fear of centuries. Then I smiled. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> 
Where's the chicken? Eh? Oh, put an extra plate. Who's coming to eat? Beautiful nymph of the waves, we are shipwrecked. And the sea has cast us up here. Do us the honor of sharing our meal. Oh! oh. Wait! No, wait! <laughs> wait! And the old cabaret singer opened her arms wide enough to embrace us both. She brushed against us and ran, chuckling to her room. <laughs> she came back soon enough in an old shiny velvet dress decorated with a yellow braid. Her bodice hospitably open. In her hand, a parrot's cage, which she hung in the vine arbour. There, boss. The old birds make the best stew. He's got hot pants. Oh, how I loved the Admiral. I was an artiste. I wore silk underclothes with real lace. <laughs> but... Love. Cigarette? Oh, oh yes. And the light. I can light it for you. <laughs> oh, what splendor. Crete was in a state of revolution, and the fleets of the great powers were anchored in the port of Suda. I also anchored there. Oh, what a sight. The English, the French, the Italian and the Russian, all old gold braid, patent leather boots and, and, and plumed hats like cockerels. <laughs> <laughs> and what beards, eh? Curly, silky, dark, fair, grey, red. They are nice, they smelt. Each his own particular perfume. <laughs> That's how I could distinguish between them in the dark. Ah. England smelled of eau de cologne, France of violets, Russia of musk, and Italy. Oh, oh, Italy. Italy doted on patchouli. My God, what beards. What beards. <laughs> Now, how many times the woman you see here has saved Crete? On their flagships, their uniforms unclasped, and my silk chemise sticking to my skin because they poured champagne over it, I took them by their beards and begged them not to go boom-boom on poor Crete. And my dear little Cannavaro... I, I was more familiar with the Italian admiral than the others. And I seized his beard and said, Little Cannavara, no, boom, boom, no, no, no. And what have I got to show for saving Crete? My Bubulina, for pity's sake, no, boom, boom. No, no, hands off. <laughs> Who do you take me for? There's a god in heaven. Don't upset yourself, my Bubulina. <coughs> We're here, sweetheart. Don't be afraid. More wine, boss. More wine. Oh, and my... my Cannavaro. My little Cannavaro. What is to become of me when you go? No champagne. 
no roast chicken, no sailors saluting me. They laugh. That's men for you. Uh, but they loaded me with pounds and rubles and Napoleon. But I shall be four times a widow, I said. And that evening I wept and they filled a bath with champagne and plunged me into it. We were very familiar by then. And they drank champagne from the bath in my honor. Got drunk. Put out the light. Ah, yeah. That's men for you. In, in the morning, I could smell all their perfumes on top of each other. Violet, eau de cologne, the musk, and the... And the patchouli. Ah, yes. My boobina. Shut your eyes, oh. shut your eyes, my treasure. I am Cannavaro. Don't worry. There's no God and no devil. Give us a song. Tell with death. What? She's in the mood. Be a pal and leave us. Oh. Oh, feed me, pourquoi je rencontre? Oh, feed me, pourquoi je te rencontre? I opened my eyes, and Zorba was sitting on the end of his bed smoking. We behaved badly last night, boss. You laughed and she saw. <coughs> I did too. What a shame. She's a woman after all. It was a good job I stayed behind to console her. We need not concern ourselves with the work on the mine. Near the sea, we built a hut out of bamboo and wazier and petrol cans. Zorba would wake at dawn, seize his pick and be at the mine before the men find a gleaming seam of lignite and dance. Or if he lost the seam, he would lie on his back and make mocking gestures at the sky. <laughs> I wanted to get to know the men, learn their backgrounds, their histories, their families and dreams and hopes. I wove romantic plans to create a community in which everything would be shared, food, clothes. We would be brothers. Don't, don't talk to them, boss. When you think it's coming on, just take a walk. You don't believe in men, do you? Boss, I don't believe in anything. If I believed in man, I believe in God, and I believe in the devil, too. But, but surely you believe in... Only in Zorba. Now, look, when I die, everything will die. The whole Zorbatic world will go to the bottom. Now, I can't help it, boss. That's how it is. I eat beans, I talk beans. I am Zorba. I talk like Zorba. Zorba? Zorba? At the end of the gallery, boss. Oh. Not often we see you here, boss. You'll get dirty. <laughs> We're going to need more props if we're going any further, boss. It's not solid, any of this. Ah, oh, get off, Andonis. This is here for good. 
I don't believe it. I walked down the dark gallery towards the flickering light by which Zorba was working. They say we need more props, Zorba. They say? I say. We We agreed you'd stay away from the men. I was tired of writing. I I, I was thinking... You can't change their lives. Unless when you open their eyes you offer them a better world than the darkness they're gallivanting in at the moment. Yes. Well... Or are you just going to show them more darkness? No, it's not that. No, they've managed pretty well up to now. They have children and grandchildren, even. God makes them deaf or blind. They say, God be praised. They feel at home in their misery. So, let them be and say nothing. We were passing the widow's garden. Zorba stopped a moment and sighed. The earth had that fresh smell after a shower. The new moon appeared, a a shade of greenish-yellow, overflowing the sky with sweetness. How did this uneducated man go to the heart of things? He cuts through all theories. The Buddha speaks of it. Loosing and dropping off body and mind, see before you true nature. But he, Zorba, holds on to his body and his mind and understands. The Tao. Meditation in activity is a million times better than meditation at rest. Is that him? Now! (laughs) Now! Now, boss! Now I'll play! You shall hear! You spent too much time thinking, boss! Listen! Open your ears! Dance, even! (laughs) Have you got confidence in me, boss? Of course I have. Uh, (laughs) I've no idea where I'm going! Dance! So, go straight! Just go straight! Yes, yes! Say that again, boss! Give me courage! Go on, say it! What do you mean, uh, go straight ahead? I've got a great, crazy idea! Is it off? Ah, don't ask. That's what we came for, to carry out ideas. I thought we came to mine coal. Ah, a blind. To stop the locals being too nosy (laughs) so they didn't think we were crazy and throw tomatoes at us. Do you understand? (laughs) Boss. Oh, boss. Do do you dance? Dance. No, I I don't. No? Then I... I'll dance, boss. You, you sit further away so I, so I don't barge into you. And he threw himself into the dance, clapping his hands, leaping, slapping his heels, whirling, turning, leaping with legs tucked up, great bounds as if he'd defy nature and fly away. Like a meteor, he flew across the earth and went higher and higher, faster. Fast! Stop, Zorba, stop! That's enough! (laughs) What happened? Why? Why? What could I do, boss? My joy was choking me. I just had to do something. Words puff. What joy? No, no. No, when I get excited like this, the devil shouts in me and I, I do what he says. When I get emotional, he says, dance. Uh, So I dance. (laughs) Once, when my little boy, Dimitraki, died in Kalkadiki, 
I got up from beside him and I, I danced the death. People said I was mad then, but he was my first son and only three. I could not bear to lose him. You understand me? Yes, I, I think I do. Zulba, is the time right to play Santuri? Yes! <sighs> now I sit on my terrace looking across the rocks to the sea. I waited a long time before I settled, before I stopped my travels and came home to write my books. Zorba sang the night before he left and talked of his father. He was uh, a real palikari, a warrior. Don't look at me. I'm only a breath of air beside him. When he shook hands, he crushed your bones to pulp. I can talk now and then, but my father roared and neighed and sang. <laughs> there really came a human word out of his mouth. A, a real man. When the time came for our final parting, Zorba was not there. Separation as clean as a sword cut. <laughs> oh, yes, Zorba. But before that, I'd agree to buy a forest. No, it's easy, boss. It's so easy. We set up an overhead cable and bring the logs down off the mountains to the sea. Yeah. We need some for pit props, and the rest we sell. We need some heavy line, cleats and pulleys. I can do all that, boss. But it's not our forest, Zorba. It belongs to the monastery in the mountains. We go, and you sign, and then... Agreed? Agreed. If the slope is too steep, we're dished, of course. We need to find the right slope. And for that, we need brains and wine. Oh, we've got plenty of wine. We could do it in a factory. Make planks, posts, scaffolding. We'd be rolling in money. We could lay down a three-master and pack up. Throw a stone behind us and... Sail round the world. <laughs> the women in distant ports shone in his eyes. I'm white on top and my teeth are getting loose. No time to lose. You're young. The older I get, the wilder I become. Don't tell me that age steadies a man. Not you. I shan't stretch out my neck to death when he comes chopping. The longer I live, the more I rebel. I want to beat the world. Boss, everything seems to have a soul. Trees, stones, wine, everything, absolutely everything. Come on, drink. Your health. Mm, what a jade life is. Just like Bubulina. <laughs> no, don't laugh at me, boss. She knows a trick or two to make you go off your rock. Ah, oh, not me, friend. When you're close, even to her, she's 20, I promise you. Put out the light and 
Oh, not me. Okay. All right. Maybe she is a little overripe. Been on the spree once or twice in a time with admirals and sailors and peasants and travelling showmen and priests. Oh, yes. A policeman, a justice of the peace, or what? She soon forgets the old trollop. Each time she becomes, I'm not joking, she becomes a sweet little pigeon and a pure white swan and she blushes and trembles all over as if it was the first time. What a mystery woman is, boss. Even if she falls a thousand times, she rises a thousand times. A virgin. How, you ask? Because she doesn't remember. The parrot remembers. Doesn't he scream Cannavaro every time you reach... You know... Why, doesn't it put you off your stroke? What's <laughs> <laughs> a book writer know about that? I swear. When he cries Cannavaro... I feel patent leather boots on my feet, plumes on my head, and a silky beard smelling of patchouli on my cheek. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> I clamber on my flagship riddle with a thousand shots and away. Fire the boilers, the cannonade begins. Oh, you're shameless! I am. <laughs> my grandfather, God bless his remains, when he was old and his sight had gone, he was near enough a hundred. He'd call the girls over to him. Which one are you, he'd say. Xenio Andri's daughter? Come closer, let me touch you. Don't, don't be afraid. And slowly, slowly, he'd feel the child's face. Softly, sensually. And he would weep. Weep? Why? I asked him. He said, Don't you think I have something to weep about when I'm slowly dying and leaving so many fine wenches behind? And I often say to myself, If only all the fine-looking women would die at the same moment as myself, but the jades will be having a high old time. Men will be taking them in their arms while I'm just dust for them to walk on. More wine? Mm. And drink to what? My wives. Wives? How many? Honestly, uh... Once. Huh. Half honestly. Twice. Uh, uh, Dishonestly. Thousands of times. Oh. <laughs> Sofinka from Novorossic was... Oh, Nusa had skin like... Uh, you're too young, boss. When you're white on top, we can talk about this everlasting business. Ah, but what happened to Nusa? Well, a solicitor came to the village. In the evening, she left. My heart split in two. And mended again. <laughs> the knave. 
Oh, boss, when will you learn? There's a young widow in the village, you know, lovely. Younger than you. I mean, if you wanted. Um, I'm not interested. Then why am I telling you? Hmm? <laughs> oh. drink! There was a young widow. Zorba was right, of course. I was so... I believe that there in that time I was happy. Many seek happiness higher than man, others beneath him. Happiness is the same height as man, Confucius says. I sat on the beach outside our hut with that... Ooh, that Sinbad who speaks, and when he speaks, the world grows bigger. Occasionally, when the words don't suffice, he, he leaps up and dances. Or, when that no longer suffices, he takes the sanduri, places across his knees, and plays. There was a widow, of course, and a tragedy. Inevitably. I'll tell you what, boss. Don't be angry. Make a heap of all your books and set light to them. After that, who knows? We might make something of you. <laughs> to our axe, Mother Lucky. And the rain began again. Look at that stuff coming down. Uh, the vines just flowering. <laughs> God's a hard master. Boss, look at that woman. She ran by a mass of hair hanging over her shoulders and holding her black widow's skirts up to her knees to escape the mud. She had a, a good round figure. The rain plastered her clothes to her, revealing... I, I remember, oh yes, such a body. Holy mother! A curse on the whore. A curse on you! You set a man on fire and then let him burn! They were all disturbed by her. A young man began to sing. The widow's pillow yes. has a fragrance. The widow's pillow has a fragrant smell of quince. I too have known, I too have that, known that scent. And never, never have slept, slept since. Shut up! Shut up! The young man kept quiet. If ever Mavrondoni gets his hands on her, he'll hack the poor thing to pieces. God have mercy on her. You too, Andulo. I reckon you're trailing after the widow's skirts too, and you the virgin. <laughs> Shame on you. Uh, haven't you noticed the children born in this village lately? Blessed be the widow, I say. Why, grandfather? <laughs> She's mistress to the whole village. You put out the light, and you imagine it's not your wife you take in your arms, but the widow. That's why the village brings into the world such fine children. Rubbish! I'll arrest her if I hear a single proof against her. I will. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. A poor woman and you strong men. Zorba, leave it. See, Mavrandoni's son, over by the stove. The weedy one. Pavli. <laughs> he has sworn to marry her. Oh, 
God help him and her if Mavrandoni catches them together. <laughs> Mavli says he'll kill himself if she won't. <laughs> Boss, let's go. I can't breathe in here. Boss, I count on you, boss. You've got teeth. Now, stretch out your arms. Take. What did the creator of his hands for? To take things. That damn widow makes the steeples rock. I don't want troubles, Zorba. You saw them in there. You don't want troubles. What do you want? Life is trouble. Do you know what it means to live? Loosen your belt and look for trouble. Come. Look, take a handkerchief, tie into a corner of it three pounds, but gold, not paper. Oh, paper. Paper doesn't dazzle. And send it by the village idiot. She'll trust him. Call on her in the evening, tell her you uh, need a glass of water or you found a strayed you. Is it hers? It, it, it's paradise on horseback, Bob. No! I can't. Don't listen to what that priest tell you. The widow's pillow has a fragrant smell of quince. You too can know that, Sen, and then... Shut up, Zorba. That'll do. Those evenings. After a day's work, me at my writing and, and Zorba in the mine, Aura absorbed in planning the overhead way for the logs to come off the mountains. Meat cooking on the fire, wine, stars, the sea. Once, uh, I was a peddler in Macedonia. I had a voice then, a sweet voice. You may be as ugly as sin. If you've got a voice, some women will lose their heads. But in Salonika, I even went into the Turkish district. A woman, a rich woman heard me, and she sent the Hodger to find me. I refused to go to her. The Hodger told me then, when she sighs before God on judgment day, you'll be cast into hell. Not for robbing or killing or adultery. I shall go to hell because one night in Salonika... A woman waited for me in her bed, and I did not go to her. Oh, you, you are not forever on a deaf man's door. See how my mind was. Why not go and take some fresh air, boss? Uh, come and take a look another day. What's the matter? Nothing. It's imagination. Stay. Your funeral. I took an acetylene lamp from a post and went up and down the muddy gallery looking at the dark, shining seam. Huh. Huge forests swallowed up and digested and transformed. Trees to lignite, coal to zorba. 
Absorbed in his work, he sparred with the mountainside, took the coal by cunning and force. Shrewd, plastered with coal, becoming coal himself. Zorba. Don't! Don't talk to me when I'm working! Am I... Snap! Why snap? Oh, questions, questions, more questions! How can I explain it? Forget it! Uh, Time for a break, lads. Pastime! Lunch! Shut up! Be still, damn you! Shut up! What's, what, what's the matter? Get out! Get out! Get out! Zorba! Down the room! Is everyone here? Yeah. You left your picks down there. You ate your pants too, I'll bet. Those tools cost money. Oh, this is no time to bother about picks. Be grateful the men are safe. Thank you, Zorba. We owe you. I'm hungry. Eat. Master Alexis, if you hadn't been there, our children would be orphans by this time. Now dry up. Christmas was coming closer. Zorba went from time to time to see his bubalina, Madame Hortense. I... I was alone still, struggling with the sutras of Buddha. Zorba, from time to time, tempted me with visions of paradise and the widow. Come on, boss. You sleep alone is bad for the energy. Get along there tonight. Everything is so simple. You only complicate things. If self-controlled, a man may live away from his desires. Maybe. Buddha didn't see that widow. Zorba, have you read the... No. Look, tonight is Christmas Eve. Get to her before she goes to church. Christ will be born tonight, boss. You go and perform a miracle too. Each to his own. Man is like a tree. (laughs) You've never quarrelled with a fig tree because it didn't bear cherries? Let's go to church and see Christ born ourselves. Dame Hortense had curled her hair and was wearing a long dressing gown of faded pink with enormous sleeves and frayed lacework. Round her neck a a tight canary yellow ribbon. She had sprayed herself generously with orange blossom water. Food! Oh, look at that table! My boobulina! Christ is born, you... Female of the species. <laughs> Greetings. Uh, welcome, Cannavaro. Hey, boss, do you hear what a cunning creature? She could twist God around her finger. We sat, devoured the dishes, and drank the wine. Eat and drink. Get warmed up, boss. Sing like the shepherds. Oh, yeah. Glory to the highest. <laughs> Glory to the lowest. <laughs> Bro, 
Christ is Lord. <laughs> Terrific. Let God hear your song and rejoice. <laughs> I can hear him yet. See his eyes glittering in the moonlight. Arm round her plump waist and Dame Hortense transported. I can see him as clear as... <laughs> I had a letter yesterday. For the first time for five years. It said... Uh, yesterday afternoon, Zorba died from pneumonia. I was sitting in my favourite bar in Heraklion watching the boats when it was brought to me. I, I can see him now, kneeling beside that fat old woman with tears in his eyes. Why is it, boss, that everything goes backwards for me? I'm over 60. 65, boss. How can I explain it? The world's too small for me. He promised her so much. May God give you this year some teeth and neat eyebrows. And a new skin scented like peaches. Grant the four powers send their navies again to Crete, each with his admiral and his curly beard. And you rise from the sea, my siren. And may the fleets break to pieces on those two round and savage rocks. And he placed his big hands on the good lady's flabby breasts. What are you laughing at, boss? <coughs> Listen to me, my dear. Now, there's a doctor who performs miracles. I know him. Uh, he gives you drops or potions, I'm not sure which, and puff! You're 20 again. Oh. Well, 25 at worst. Oh, no, 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 no. My oh. dear, I'll have some sent from Europe. Well, if it stops, my dear, order a demijohn for me. And if it's powder... A sack for oh. She was asleep, snoring, quite drunk. Look at her, the old slut, grinning. <laughs> I wonder who had the brazen bitch. Come on, boss. She's in heaven with Suleiman Pasha or her admirals. Let's beat it. Money was getting low. Zorba was preoccupied with the scheme for transporting logs from the top of the mountain to the shore. I was writing my monograph on the life and teachings of Lord Buddha. You may ask why. It was never published. But it had me by the throat. The coal business was not prospering. Then Zorba solved the problem that had been puzzling him for so long. Boss is cracked. Huh? All I need to do is to go to town, buy some pulleys, some rope, steel cable, bearings and hooks. 
You're sure? And then all we have to do is buy the forest off the monks. <laughs> and that, I can do that, boss. That's the easy part. Trust me. And he rode away on the dame's donkey over the hill. Zorba! Zorba! Don't forget me, Zorba! And be good! Three days, you hear? No more! I gave you my word, boss! <laughs> he rode off, and the world was empty. I waited six days before I heard anything. She calls me Grandad, but it's affectionate. She's called Lola, and she's uh, lively. <laughs> the widow Hortense wanted news as well, but not that news. Not a word of the old reprobate. Oh. Oh, well, he'll be busy on your business, I suppose. I couldn't let her go home disappointed yet again. No, no wrong. This time there is a letter. Oh. Uh, he sends you greetings. He, he says he, he thinks of you day and night. Oh. He can hardly eat or drink. He finds the separation so unbearable. Oh, Oh, and is that all he says? Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, yeah. Listen. Yesterday I went into a cheap eating house for a meal. I saw an absolutely beautiful young girl, oh. a, a goddess. Oh. I couldn't swallow. She looked just like my Bubulina. I, I, I rushed oh. out. And I, who rarely think of saints, went into the nearest church and lit a candle to St. Minas. I asked him for good news of the angel I love. May our wings be united soon. There. Wings? Does he, does he, does he say wings? Uh, yes, yes, he does. Oh, wings. That's what he calls my feet, the rascal. Oh. That's the name he gives them when we're alone. May our wings be united. <laughs> so, oh. happy? Uh, but didn't he say anything more? She listened all attention as I made up what I could. She even took the ribbon from her neck and set her wrinkles free. She was 14 again, dancing on oriental carpets in Alexandria, Beirut, Constantinople, off Crete on the polished decks of ships. A procession of pashas and admirals with tassels and feathers upright on their heads. Old bays on pilgrimages, young Cretans in billowing breeches and yellow boots and black kerchiefs on their heads, and then... Zorba. Is there anything else? Um, but it's all about you. I mean, look. Uh, four pages. See, the, the, the heart he drew in the corner and, and the arrow, transfixed by you. Love. You see? Nothing else. Hmm? Uh, oh, look, look. See. One thing. The best thing I... Kept till last. Uh, uh, tell me. He writes. Th 
He writes that as soon as he gets back, he'll go down on his knees and beg you to marry him. He can't wait to make you his little Madame Hortense Zorba. No more separation. Oh, oh, Zorba. Oh, now, now tell him. Right, then tell him I accept. But, but tell him the village here has no orange blossom trees. He'll have to bring them from Gandia. And two white candles with pink ribbons and some good sugared almonds. And, oh, a wedding dress, uh, a white one, and, and silk stockings and, and satin coat shoes. And, oh, tell him we've got sheets and so he needn't bring any. Uh, uh, and we've got a bed. I'll tell him. Oh, over. And the old body waddled away with all the affected airs of a young girl. I ran to the rocks and found the village there. What? Stay out of it. What happened? Pavli, Mavrandoni's son, he's drowned himself. But why? Why? And the village idiot, Mimiko, answered me. He, he wanted to marry the widow. He's on the beach, down there. The men were bareheaded, silent. The women were kneeling and tearing their hair. A swollen, livid corpse lay. His father, old Mavrandoni, stood motionless. Leaning on a staff, he turned his face up to the sky and lifted his hand. It said nothing. I looked round and I was alone. <laughs> I alone was rational and impotent. My blood did not boil. I did not love or hate with passion. I wanted just to put things right in a cowardly way by laying it all on destiny and God. There is no good, my son, in questioning men's hearts. None. You may write and write and cover paper, but you'll find no answer. Go young. Don't listen to old men. If the world heeded them, it would rush headlong to destruction. And if the widow crosses your path, set hold of her. Marry. Have children. Don't hesitate. Troubles were made for the young. What a place the world is. He went down into the village, and I back to my beach and lit a fire. Boss! Boss! I've brought something for you, boss. What is it? From the young widow, boss. Basket of oranges. She says they're the last in her garden. Why did she send them? She wanted to thank you for the good word you put in for her this afternoon. 
Thank her and tell her advisor to be careful. She must not show herself in the village. She must stay indoors for the time until it's all forgotten. Understand, Mimiko? Huh. Is that all, boss? That's all. You can go now. Is that really your all, boss? Go! <laughs> the whole hut smelled of oranges. I listened to the sea sighing like a woman behind the orange trees in her orchard. In the first episode of Zorba the Greek by Nikos Kazantzakis, Zorba was played by Robert Stevens, Nikos by Michael Maloney, and Hortense by Mary Wimbush. Mavrondoni, Terry Malloy, Mimiko, Dominic Taylor, Captain Lemony, Roger Hume, Andonis, Peter Meekin, Woman, Hedley Nicklow, Girl, Judy Bennett. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Zorba the Greek was dramatised for radio by Nick McCarty and was directed in our Pebble Mill studios by Philip Martin. And you can hear the second and final part of Zorba the Greek at the same time tomorrow in our drama hour. I want to report a missing house. On BBC Radio 4. I had a house on Tory Island. I left for a while and when I came back it wasn't there anymore. A true story blending drama and documentary. It's hard to describe it. Disbelief, shock, horror. One second it was there, the next it was gone. Everybody's telling me a different story. If I were in your shoes, I'd want to find out who burnt